I know, I can't deny it any longer. I'm not Frank Skinner. We are bereft again this week because everyone's favourite, I'm going to go borderline national treasure, uh, rear of the year winner, 1998, footnote, Mm -hmm. shared with Carol Smiley, but we'll gloss over that. (laughs) Pierre's looking a bit concerned about that. But anyway, um, he's not with us this morning. He can't be with us. I promise normal service will be resumed as soon as possible with our esteemed, most glorious leader, as he insists on us calling him. He doesn't. Uh, But in the meantime, we are going to do our absolute best to keep you very entertained. I'm not alone on this mission. I have two charming young men. Is that all right? Not inappropriate. Borderline young, but I'll take it. (laughs) Uh, Borderline charming. Oh, okay. Well, I have two of them. Good shout. I have the very wonderful, with me in the studio, I have the very wonderful Pierre Novelli. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) My morning music. Oh, I love it. My French exchange is back again. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely to have you here, Pierre. Pleasure to be here. Oh! Uh, C'est un plaisir d'être ici. I'm trying to (laughs) desperately scanning my GCSE archives. It's going well. Yeah. And then we also, of course, have our much-loved Manchester correspondent and martial leading martial arts expert, Alan Cockrell. (laughs) Cochrane. In the midst of Cockrell. It's so clever, that jingle. It's got all the elements of Alan, which is why I love it. Yeah. I have to... Go on. I'm afraid I winced when you said martial arts correspondent because I haven't had any chance to train this week, so I was a bit like, oh, Uh God, I miss miss the grappling. (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad that... uh, I'm glad that Pierre is back because um, we we started spinning a few plates last week that I would like to bring to your attention. Well, we did, but I can think. I just do out? Oh, let me just do oh, a okay. brief. I'm just going to do a brief bit of housekeeping. Oh yeah, sure, sure, yeah. You can text the show. This is what Frank does. I think this is what he does. You can text the show on eight twelve fifteen. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. You can email the show via Frank at Absolute Radio. .co.uk. I want to say, uh, Frank, we love you and miss you. I should pass on as well that I had a lovely driver this morning. Lady. I know. It's great. Lady cab driver. And she said to me, uh, she, I think she was a fan of Frank's. She knew she was driving oh, yeah. me into the show. She said, oh, Frank's going to show. She said, she was from your neck of the woods, Al. She said, oh, do you know, I love that Frank Skinner. I really do. I really like... And she said, do you know what I love about him? He's really calmed down. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that's true. I love the idea. Do you know what? I thought I won't even ask what she thought of him before. In what way he's calmed down? In what way has Frank Skinner calmed down? 8, 12, 15. (laughs) Al, you were saying... Oh, yeah. For two things. First of all, when you said, can you just wait a moment, did you notice that I said, sure, 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 which is absolutely uh, infiltrated from Emily Dean. I never said sure before working with you. Um, And secondly, we have a few conversational plates that we started to spin last week that I think would have been left as loose ends Mm. if uh, if Pierre hadn't ended up on today's show. Uh, 
Do you remember we discussed uh, YouTube algorithms just a, a mere week ago when we were watching planes landing in storms? Big Jet TV. And I, and I think I said, this is going to mess with my YouTube algorithm. Yeah. And yeah. now I've spent one week, every time I open YouTube, it's suggesting planes landing in bad weather. <laughs> oh, ow. Different ones. I'm becoming an expert. On, uh, on what flaps they should be using. Or maybe I'm not, because I'm still calling them flaps. Well, I was. Good. I mean, I know quite a lot now. I don't want to boast, but uh, I'm very au fait with an elevator paddle now. Ooh. Well, at Danny Tolhurst has uh, tweeted us um, saying his YouTube algorithm, John Major's last PMQs and the Titanic <laughs> sinking real-time remastered. <laughs> Cannot argue with that. <laughs> Do you know, I absolutely love that. Um, I think we're going to go to have a musical interlude soon. I'm feeling a bit nervous around the keyboard. I call it the keyboard. It's not even called that, Pierre. But I call, the producer said to me this morning, I, I made a mistake. I pressed something. It was a, there was, it's always better to admit to your mistakes, I find. And she looked at me, and she's such a calm, kind woman, but she had a steeliness in her eyes, and she said, please don't touch that again. <laughs> So, okay. Noted. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was talking to Pierre Novelli uh, in the studio during that song. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who, might I remind you, we established last week is not only slick, but also slightly offbeat. Oh, God. <laughs> because that is how Chortle, the comedy website, referred to him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you? Which are you today, Pierre? A little more slick or a little bit more offbeat? Your choice. I think I I woke up offbeat, and oh, yeah. I'm I'm getting slicker as the day progresses. Well, Al, what do you think of this? Um, Pierre and I were I don't want to make you jealous. We were having a little chat, and Pierre said to me he'd been described by someone, and he wasn't sure about the word. Over to you, Pierre. Uh, I was saying that I was described the other day by someone as amenable. All <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> crushing. Yeah. Well, it's in, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's a lot there's a lot going on. I think in the word amenable. <laughs> yeah. Break it down yeah, for me. Know. I've got all day. I don't know how I would want to take that. <laughs> yes, amenable. In, yes. Initially, you well, you prove them right by saying, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> 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 I mean, is it a bit? You're very pleasant. Yeah. No one wants to be pleasant. I think you can you be pleasant without being amenable. So he's a pleasant man, but he's not amenable. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one thing I struggled with once was there was a, a boy I really fancied when I was younger, and I, it got word got back to me that he'd said of me, Emily. Oh, she's very kind. Oh, oh. oh, no. Oh, I didn't like your reaction. Do you know, all these years I've secretly thought, oh, maybe that's a good thing. And Pierre went, oh, no. It sort of depends no. on what age you were at the time. Like, if you were five, then mm. that's great. That's if true. If you were 17, he's sort of saying that you're... Um, you're a simple soul and he's not interested. <laughs> I was 17. Oh, okay. I was 17. Absolute radio. Thank you, Alan. Were you kind? Sorry. Well, I, you know what? I think I was making such an effort in front of him. I was presenting uh-huh. a very photoshopped version of myself. Uh-huh. I, I worry that kind in that instance, it's a good thing, but in that instance, I think you're absolutely right. If you're romantically interested in someone, you don't really want kind to be the first thing they think no, of. No, and it would only not be a sort of crushing thing to hear if you'd 
been trying to flirt with him via various soup kitchens and donation programs, because then, <laughs> then at least it's just a good description of your activity. OK, so I think we can establish he wasn't interested in me. <laughs> Are you telling me he just wasn't that into me? This is terrible <laughs> news. This is awful. Please do text us, by the way, on 8 12 15 and, and use all the other various other methods of getting in touch with us. I have to say, I was relieved, Al. I'm going to talk to you about Pierre while he's with us. Okay. I was, well, I felt enormous relief after the last week because I think I was a little bit jealous. There's no easy way of saying this because you're a good friend of Frank's. and but Pierre is. Yeah. And when my yeah. friends have friends, yes. new friends, I suffer from chronic jealousy. Ah. Do you have that thing where they're saying, they get a bit mentionitis and they say, oh, P oh, that was so funny when I was with Pierre. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pierre said that. <laughs> and there's a part of me thinking, oh, this is a bit greedy. You've got me. Why do you need yeah. another one? Yes. <laughs> do you get friend jealousy ever, a little bit? Totally, yes. Yeah. Oh, do you? Of course, yeah. We say, but... You have all the friends you need here. <laughs> I feel no, a bit creepy. I do think so. If someone says, "Oh, you need, you must meet Kevin," you must meet. I don't know why I've picked Kevin. It's a bit nineteen seventies footballer, mm. but you know. You need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but if someone says, "Oh, they're so funny," you must meet them. You'll really like them. I just feel a bit ill and betrayed. <laughs> Is that not normal? I'd... Let's play a song and we'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll find out soon if my behaviour is normal. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was saying earlier on Absolute Radio that I was chronically jealous mm. of Pierre Navalli because of his bond with my dear friend Frank Skinner. I'm a little bit possessive, you know. Who you see every week for over a decade. But yes. <laughs> okay, when you put it like that, I do sound a little unreasonable. Mm -hmm. But I felt my. Ugly envy evaporate a bit last week because I finally got to meet the friend and now I see what Frank sees in you. Yeah, he's slicking off beat, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just slightly. Only slightly off beat. Oh, no, need to, no need to panic. You full off beat. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that. So what I'd like to ask you, I mean, this is a little embarrassing and it could go either way because we're in a, a live radio situation here. Yeah. So I'm going high risk here. But I'd like to ask you, would you please be my friend, Pierre? I would. Oh, oh it's gone really... <laughs> <laughs> I like... Well, we've talked about this. I like asking people for friendship. because I often do it. It's nice your life is taking this trajectory. Mine is doing the reverse. I'm I'm hemorrhaging friends and uh, and family that speak to me, even as we speak right now, probably. Oh, but is that through direct request and this sort of inverse of yeah, what yeah. just happened? Can you yeah. stop getting in touch, please, Alan? I no longer want anything to do with you. Set that's, them down that's and say... Pretty much do you find it liberate... Are there some occasions when you fall out with people and you find it slightly liberating? Oh, yeah. That oh, question to uh, Pierre Novelli first. Oh, yeah, definitely, where you sort of think the, the, the intonation of the phrase what a shame changes a little and you yeah. think, ah, sweet relief. No, no I, need to uh, fight this particular bear over and over again. Yes. I've, I, I have I, a, go a, on. a paranoid worry that I'm going to become a, a, a headline that I saw. You know the onion that is uh, occasionally very funny? Oh, yes. The uh, You know the onion, the sort of parody news... Headlines yes, thing yes. that they do. 
Yeah, they had a headline that said, Man with no friends tells it like it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I looked at that and thought, uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on that trajectory. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk to you boys about something, actually. I want to get your views on this. Something that happened to me this week. I had a call from a neighbour, lovely young girl. Sorry, I can say that. I'm a lady. Um, she's very friendly. She's very charming. And she called me and she said, look, I'm really sorry to bother you. I've got a massive favour to ask. I hope you don't mind. And I observed the social contract of the people pleaser. I rushed in and I said, of course, whatever. Don't do that. Dangerous. Mm, Playing a dangerous game, aren't I? Al wouldn't have done that. No. (laughs) Al wouldn't have made that rookie error. No. She then said, oh, that's so kind of you. My boiler's broken. I need to come round and use your shower. Oh. <laughs> Did you say is the local municipal pool closed? <laughs> Man with no friends. <laughs> Back in a bit. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was talking before that about my neighbour giving me a call and asking oh, if yeah. she could use my shower. Mm. I was okay with that, but I sensed... In an emergency, not just recreation. (laughs) Well, I sensed from both Pierre and Alan, I don't know, I sensed um, perhaps you wouldn't have been quite so happy about that. (laughs) No. Really? (laughs) It's the start of um, uh, either a certain type of film or me going to prison, I think, in some sort of elaborate (laughs) setup, and I'd say absolutely not. Well, what do you think, Al? I, I sensed well, you weren't I, overly keen I, on that thought. I, I wasn't being very tongue-in-cheek when I said, was the municipal pool closed? Because I'd, <laughs> like if, if my shower wasn't working, the first thing I think I would consider is, where can I go for a shower? And then I would think of the the swimming baths, because yes. they've got loads of water yeah, just there. Yeah, so you know, I mean, Alan likes to save money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes, that's true. But actually, I would pay in that instance rather than inconvenience a neighbour, I suspect. Do you know, yeah. I would watch that show. I would pay in that instance with Alan yeah, Cochran. Yeah. That is definitely a show I would watch. This week, that Alan decides good. to pay in that instance. Uh, so anyway, I'd said yes. You know, it was too mm-hmm. late. Yes, and then you realised it was too late to back out. Socks handy just to give them. (laughs) (laughs) Al, it was too late to back out, as I believe one of uh, Princess Diana's relatives said to her before the wedding. It's too late now. Your face is on the tea towel. It was too late (laughs) Um, for me. My face was on the tea towel. I'd committed. Yeah. So I thought I'll just go upstairs and check everything's in order. Now, when I say in order, it was fine for my purposes. Sure. But I hadn't given it a thorough clean. Uh, and you don't strike me as the sort of person that might have left in your bathroom, like, tracky bottoms and underwear <laughs> that you've just stepped out of and gone into the shower and then just left for, like, three days there. You, you think? seem more like you're a tidy soul. Well, I'm here to tell you, yes, that is the case. I'm a reasonably tidy soul. However... <laughs> It's been four days. If I've cleaned my ensuite on the Sunday, we're now Thursday. Mm. You know, there's right. been there's a certain amount of wear and tear. There's the old shampoo <laughs> splodge, a sure. pink Gillette razor. Um, I'm not right. being paid by Gillette. I just happen to choose a brand in that instance. Sure. Mm-hmm. Might be discarded. Yes, Al. There might be a rogue pajama pant. Sure. 
Mm. from that morning. Sure. It's not guest ready. You've got it. As I believe Adele herself once said, my show ain't ready. (laughs) (laughs) My show wasn't ready. It wasn't client-facing, my ensuite. That could have been your out. You could have (laughs) sent her a sort of weeping video full of apologies (laughs) and regrets and... She couldn't use your shower. <laughs> and I could have said, because show and shout, my shower ain't ready, yeah. I could have said. Um, anyway, that's what I felt. My show wasn't ready. The, the shower wasn't fit for for so anyone other than me to be in, quite yeah. frankly. So, do you know what I did? did I you got renege? No. I thought, oh. I'm going to lie. That's, that's often an, an option mm. for me, Pierre. <laughs> and I told a lie. I said, oh, I'm on, a, I'm on a Zoom right now, which was a silly lie, because if I was on a Zoom, why was I talking to her? True. She let it part. Oh, oh thanks, Pierre, for reassuring me. <laughs> and I said, I'm on a Zoom. It'll be over. I picked a time. I said, in about 42 minutes. <laughs> and... Then you can come over. Yeah. Because I thought, I was thinking that's how long it'll take me to clean it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, so you, oh, right. <laughs> oh, right. A big the, shower. So the lie was purely <laughs> to aid you further in aiding this person. That's very good mm-hmm. of you. That's a well-intentioned lie. Oh, do you think so? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what, Pierre? I'm really glad you're going to be my friend. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. No, Frank. Uh, he will be back very soon, I promise. And we miss you and we love you so much, Frank. Watch a bit of a Jet TV. I highly recommend it. I was telling you about my neighbour mm-hmm. who'd asked, who's a charming girl. She is my, my neighbour, so I do have to keep reminding you that she is a charming girl. Yes. She asked if she could borrow my shower. Fine. Mm-hmm. However, as we've established, I have to make it a little bit more sort of Instagram friendly before I'll allow someone else in there. So, I had a delaying tactic, 42 minutes, for some strange reason. I'd gone on my hands and knees, and I began to get to work. I got out the wet wipes, I got out the bleach, I got out the lime scale remover, I got out the wire wool. I went forensic. goodness me. Mm. I wanted it to be perfect for her. Grout? Did you do any grouting (laughs) whilst you had that? (laughs) On a deadline, you can't really grout, can you? Oh, I was using the wire wall to scrub in between each tile in the shower. Is that that quite full on? Is the end of this story you realise you should have visitors more often because your bathroom looks amazing? (laughs) Well, I have to say, what happened is I had it looking stunning, absolutely stunning. And then I suddenly had a last-minute panic. I thought, what if she opens my cupboards and they don't look tidy? So I set to work in there. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. I got realigning. I got cleaning. It looked lovely. Just as I was about to say it was OK, she can swing by. I was using language like swing by because she's younger than me. Sure. Mm. And I think that's quite anti-ageing. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Oh, yes. you're doing it now, Al. Do you say, yeah. Cool, yeah, cool, yeah, swing by. Swing by for a shower whenever you like. <laughs> I think it knocks about a decade off you. Don't you think? <laughs> no one said anything, OK. I noticed my... She would have to walk through my bedroom in order to access my ensuite. Yeah. And I noticed my shih tzu had shedded on my uh, oh, covers. My <laughs> That's my dog. 
that's my dog. Yeah. There was Shih Tzu fur mm-hmm. all over my covers, and I just thought, so I thought I better cover that up. And once you an start, of Frank Spencer, there was Shih Tzu <laughs> yes. fur all over my covers. Betty, need to be the trouble. But Al, then the trouble is, once you uncover one problem, it's like therapy in that respect. Cleaning the house. All sorts of others come tumbling yeah. out. So I thought, oh, all the pillowcases, they could do with a freshen up. So I start plumping those up. I think the floor's not no. looking great. So I'll cover the floor with rose petals. They'll cover that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you I think, noticed oh, no. a self-help book on the bedside table, and I thought, that's not very much... <laughs> that's not the message I want to be sending out about myself. I'll swap mm-hmm. that for a chic fashion book. Ah. Uh, right. Basically, nice. it was a big old job. Yeah. Pretending that I was um, not a bit odd in yeah. the way I lived my life. It took me about, I'd say, two hours and 14 minutes. Oh, my Lord. Is that a lot? Yeah, well, is your neighbour the Queen? I mean, people always was say that's standing she there tidy. from. Was she standing there from minute 42 when you said... <laughs> Hands on hips. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Well, do you know what? It was, I thought it would all be worth it. It took a long time. I just got very involved in it and I couldn't stop. And I went to text her and say, it's ready, come over. And she'd already texted me to say, panic over, boiler's working again. Oh, no. (laughs) See you soon. You know what? I'm just going to stay in my own filth next time. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. You're listening to The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Frank is not with us this morning, but I am joined... Oh, should we, should we have a few jingles? Oh, I think it's time for some jingles. Yes. I am joined by slick and slightly offbeat Pierre Novelli. There it is. The slick and slightly offbeat accordion. Oh, I love it. Do you own a Breton top? A Breton top? Hmm. Uh, not yet. Okay. Someday. Is it getting a borderline offensive, this French thing? Well, no, it's so removed from my actual <laughs> my actual nationality that it's a sort of abstract exercise. I saw a photograph of Papa Novelli last week, though. Yes. He's a nice man. Yes. I mean, I don't mean that in an intrusive or unpleasant or indeed inappropriate way. <laughs> I'm just saying he's a lovely man, he seems. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> you will. I'm also joined, of course, by the very marvellous Alan Cochran. Not this week. Not this week. <laughs> no kung fu fighting, Al. Schedule clash, innit? Oh. Half term, hadn't been busy. I know, I know um, what it's like. Uh, brutal. I don't know what it's like at all. Neither of those things affect me. <laughs> Text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Or you can email the show. I did it again. I went coffee and warehouse via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. What's been I happening out there in the world? I about this. Yeah. But I, I would like to continue with this discussion of what's on your YouTube algorithm just because I think it says a bit about the person and a bit about YouTube's expectations of that person. I think last week I pointed out that my YouTube is largely <laughs> violence and um, 
comedy and home <laughs> cooking, I think it might have been. I mean, um, that's so much to unpack in one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Occasionally it starts showing me, like, how to make lasagnas or whatever. In an angry but, uh, way. Yeah. <laughs> A violent well, not lasagna. all violence is anger, so oh, okay. it's technical, isn't it? Like, how, okay. to, how to finish the... Uh, um, Anyway, the person standing the in front re- of you. <laughs> I, I really, I realised that the actual example that I was about to say was the rear naked choke, and then I thought, oh, that's just going to lead to too many yeah. conversations. We can't have that. Al. Um, Go on. We so we've got some someone else's algorithms. Yeah, YouTube yeah, algorithms. Uh, you can text us, by the way, with yours if you, because I'm at, fascinated. At brunch, the hero says uh, serial killers, Neil Diamond, animals with pots stuck on their heads. <laughs> now, see, I think that that tells us a bit about them and a bit about the YouTube algorithm. <laughs> I, 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 re- I, I like that. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun to be around. Oh, hero, yes. Brunchler hero. Yes. Hero. I've definitely got, I mean, I would say the amount of dog content yeah. I have, it's, it's sort of borderline worrying. Well, you would get on well with Martin Waring, who messaged us saying, Ted Lasso, dogs, film trailers. Oh, Me, okay. I don't, I don't want to spend time with Martin. I want to spend time with serial killers, Neil Diamond, animals with pots stuck on their heads. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I like how specific and niche it is that the animals have to have pots stuck mm. on their heads. Mm-hmm. But that is how it works, isn't it? You yeah. know, I once watched some lorry drivers driving and then YouTube started suggesting lorry drivers doing tours of their cabin and then I ended up watching about a hundred of them. Um, so I mean, now I, I feel like I know I may, about the interiors of, lo- of heavy goods vehicles. If I may, though, I'd like to unpick your origin story here with the lorry driving. I mean, yeah, why, I why were happened. you watching lorry drivers driving? I think it might have been back when I was um, learning motorcycling and I was oh. I was looking at motorcycle videos and then it suggested HGV drivers and then I was like, well, I'm still driving. Let's have a look at this. <laughs> and before you know it, YouTube's sent you on a downward spiral. This is why it's a problem if you like watch a martial arts technique before you know it you're watching football hooliganism it starts to you know turns the volume up on whatever you've done doesn't it um i mean it's not a problem that's affected me i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna be completely honest with you there on that right, bombshell i'll be back in a minute frank skinner on absolute radio And I'm still reeling a bit from this morning when the producer said to me, don't don't press any of those buttons, please. <laughs> I think she might have used please. And please, we all know what that means. Yeah. Fury. <laughs> well, did I tell you? Do you know what it reminded me of, the incident? I hope you don't mind, but I just need to get it off my chest. Uh, and if I'm going to do that, I may as well do it on a live radio show. <laughs> um, there was an incident once which I've never forgotten, and the footballer Tony Adams. Are you familiar with him, Pierre? I'm not, I'm afraid. It's all right, still, you can, we can oh, still be friends. Okay. Alan, you will be. Yeah, I'm aware. He was given the job of take, with drawing the balls on the, oh, yeah, uh, the yeah. FA Cup draw. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And he made a joke, because Graham Kelly, who was the head of the FA then, I think, um, are you still with us, Pierre? Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, he, Tony Adams made a joke. It was a silly joke and he felt a bit awkward and it was number one and the next ball was number two so everyone sort of laughed and then the next ball he pulled out I think was happened to be it was like number six so he thought he'd 
make a little back ref to that. And he said, plays number seven. And Graham Kelly said, don't do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying I felt a bit Tony Adams in that moment. But it's OK. Uh, what else has been going on this week? Well, there's some good news because the UK is finally among, you know, the most civilised places on Earth, the most well uh, catered to, because we have our first ever dedicated water shop. We can finally pay for water. Yes, I've I've heard about this. It's a new... I like a new retail concept. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the first ever uh, shop dedicated entirely to bottles of uh, special water. Um, up to 120 pounds, some of it, if you can believe that. And this is, I mean, I read about this because it's in Fulham. Of course. I mean, of course it's in Fulham. Yes. They love a water yeah. shop in Fulham. <laughs> the Navy Gilets. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be rushing down there. They've called it the water, is he a water sommelier, this guy? He is, Milan Patel, the water sommelier himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, he insists. When you say himself, <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. you're sort of acting like he's Ronaldo or something. Oh. But, you know, he we, will be soon. We all grew Mr. up with... Ronaldo um, of water. Yes. <laughs> we all grew up with posters of Milan Patel on our wall and in our childhood bedrooms. But he's the goat of water. He's the goat of water, yeah. They've, he's called the shop Fine Liquids. Mm, OK. Yeah. I'm with two professional comedians this morning. Yeah. One of whom is even slick and slightly offbeat. It's true. Mm-hmm. Can we workshop this? Fine liquids. What do you both think of that? Because I've got thoughts. I think it feels like the sort of thing that you would um, you would sort of hiss at someone from a, a tavern door as they walked by in a kind of uh, sinister film, like a in, in a Victorian back alley. Fine liquids, sir. He loves history, Pierre. He loves it. (laughs) He can't help but go historical. Um, I think you're you're dangerously on the cusp of saying, what was happened to you? Swallowed a dictionary this morning. (laughs) No, I know what you mean. It's fine liquid sounds. It also sounds a bit euphemistic. I just think... Yes. I don't want to be critical, you know, because we're all God's children. But Mm. I think if you've got water, there are so many easy puns there. Yeah, yeah. Water palaver. (laughs) Now we're talking. Very good. Now. What are we doing opening a water (laughs) shop? That sort of thing. I don't know. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) I love. Springtime. You see, this is who they should have got these guys on the case. I feel a bit left out on this story because I'm not someone who's struggling to say how much in retail experiences. (laughs) (laughs) But that seems specifically what this shop is set up for. (laughs) (laughs) We must send you in. Oh, do you know, I'd watch that. Do you know that is also a new show coming out? Alan Cochran, how much? (laughs) I can't wait. Talking about this water sommelier. Yes. Apparently that's a thing now. And he owns a shop, he's opened a shop called Fine Liquids. And I was just, I felt that perhaps the two professional comedians with me this morning might be able to come up with some better options. Both of them have. Even I've got one. Yeah. Even little old me. What about? Uh-huh. I mean, mine's quite wordy. It's okay. overly wordy. 
come on in, comma, the water's fine. Oh, that's good. That's good. In italics on the sign. I didn't say anything about italics, Pierre. Don't get ahead of yourself. That's got to be handwritten <laughs> on the sign. What I liked about Come On In The Water's Fine <clears throat> is it's respecting the original brand concept yep. of fine liquids. Yeah. But it's welcoming, it's warm, it's chatty. Come on in, comma. Got to have the comma. Yeah. The water's fine. Isn't isn't the thing that people say on holiday the water's nice though, or would they say fine? Would they? Not in my family. Okay. <laughs> Did we? Because you know I have a problem with the phrase fine dining. <laughs> I... <laughs> no, I didn't, Al. Tell, talk us through your problem with it. I think I've mentioned this to you before, because it like that's supposed to be the pinnacle of cuisine is fine dining. <laughs> but if you cook for someone and say, "Oh, how was your dinner?" and they go, "Fine." You think, oh, God, did I put too much of something in it? Is it rubbish? <laughs> yes, like, you're right. The changing meaning of fine. Yeah. Every time I see the phrase fine dining, I think, aim higher. Yeah. Like, do it's really like, nice dining. I mean, the dining's okay. Could do yeah. better. It, it only still works as a sort of luxurious word if you put far too much of a sort of spin on it. Fine dining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to do all that work when I'm reading a sign or something. <laughs> yes. I think we've come up with infinitely better yeah. names for this shop. By the mm. way, if any of our readers, they're very smart, our readers, so if you have any ideas in... I mean, this man hasn't asked us for advice, but we're no. offering it. Yeah. And he's we're giving unsolicited sign writer to, uh, <laughs> to him, so... We, we're offering unsolicited advice on Absolute Radio this yes. morning. Fine liquids, what would you rename that to? It doesn't have to be a water pun, although I would strongly suggest that's a very tempting area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. you know, dive on in. My um, my friend's dad, when I was at school, he used to call water council pop. Do you get that? No. Do you understand what... Oh. You, know the word, you know the word pop means, like, soft drinks yes. in, in the north of England? Yes. So you'd have a glass of pop and it would mean, like, Coca-Cola or Pepsi or, you know, lemonade or whatever. Yes. And, and he called water council pop. And at first I got misled by it when he said, do you want a glass of council pot? I was like, oh, yes, please. Just that sounds exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's one of those repeated dad phrases that you can see probably was quite a lot of fun at first in the family. Mm. And then you go, yeah, he's losing it a bit. And I, I do a lot of those myself. <laughs> so can fair I, play to him. What about, I don't suppose... No, I'd, I'm worried about saying this. I think it's one of those things I'll say and you'll both try and cover up okay. the fact that it's Excellent. not worked and then it'll just be there in the room, the unfortunate remark I made. Yes. But I, I'm going to do it. Okay, I'll brace myself. On air. <laughs> I'm just saying... Oh, no, I can't. It's too awful. Oh, go on, I, do it. I don't think it's quite... I'm just wondering if... Um, perhaps Roger Waters, the Pink Floyd guitarist... Yes. Oh yeah. If if he decided to get involved in the shop, yeah. I mean, if it was just called Waters, would that work? Because then it's the <laughs> waters, owner. Waters. Yeah, Waters. Waters. I like the simplicity waters, waters, of that. I like waters. a lot. Do you like it? Not Rogers yeah. Fine Liquids. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> By the way, brief interlude. Do you remember last week we were talking about Big Jet TV? Yeah. Which, because of the weather conditions, you know, they'd had this huge jump in numbers and everyone was watching Big Jet TV. 
I did something terrible because I I was chatting to Buzz, Frank's son, I think I mentioned this. I said, oh, you must turn on the TV, Buzz, I said. I mean, it was, you know, it was a bit over the top. But anyway, he turned it, he enjoyed it. Now, Kathy's mother, Sandy Mason, I've created a monster. <laughs> Kathy was sending me updates. She was sitting in that chair watching it for eight-hour stretches. Oh, my Lord. It's taken over her life, Big Jet TV. That's all she does now. She's have a new career in air traffic control. <laughs> I think she was wearing headphones. <laughs> She's absolutely obsessed. Oh, wow. I what have you done? I don't know. Yeah. It was two days straight. <laughs> I called her off. I said, Sandy, I'm so glad you're enjoying Big Jet TV. She said, oh, and I could tell she was trying to get me off the phone. And then I realised it's because Big Jet TV was starting live streaming again at 1pm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing during storms people buy supplies, isn't it? <laughs> she used them. She even, what I liked is Cathy sent me a picture and she'd cracked out the artisan crisps. Oh. Special oh, occasion. Nice. <laughs> Big Jet TV. Uh, we're talking about this water sommelier mm-hmm. who's opened yeah. a store called Fine Liquids. Fine. We've had some suggestions <laughs> for alternative names. Yes. Oh, have we? Uh, From our loyal yeah. readers. Go on, Al. 074 has said, what about still waters run deep? Um, 479 has suggested uh, name of water shop in Fulham, Delerd of Rubbish. <laughs> oh. That's good. Oh, dear. I think that could just be catering to Pierre's French side there. Yes. I don't know. Trebian. I'm afraid... Okay, did you hear that noise? Yes. Yeah, what was that? I was going to pretend it hadn't happened, but there's really no point. I've been exposed. I've been Have a silly old... one of those things that when you turn it upside down, it makes the sound of a cow? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've been a silly old fool, as I believe uh, Stephen Fry once said when he made a public apology. Um, I've been a silly old fool. I forgot to turn my phone off. Apologies to everyone. That was my text alert, which is the noise of Chewbacca. Oh, oh okay. right. That's what that and was. And it's the text from your neighbour that you recently discussed. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm round at yours now. Your bathroom is in absolute state. Yes, hairs um, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about, yeah, the water sommelier. Mm-hmm. He... Oh, no, you were reading out some texts. I'm sorry, Al. Well, you shared one with it. You've shared a couple with us. I like those. Yeah, oh, so fine was another one. There's a few watery-based puns, which is what we're after, isn't it? What do you it? think of oh, so fine? Oh, so fine's all about, but load the rubbish is, I mean, yeah. satirical as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know. you're a bit, a bit dark. H- I would say you're slightly offbeat. Oh, only slightly. <laughs> uh, H2O as an O, oh, H2O <laughs> you're being suggested on Twitter. Oh, I like Oh, that. I thought that was yeah. from H2O. That would have been good. Ooh, yeah. Because you know we only do. Do you know about the three number thing? I'm, I, from context, I've been, I've been picking okay, it up. Fine. I think. H two O. I don't. Mm, I think anything to do with H two O. I just think it's trying to glamorise water. Mm. I mean, they have called it fine liquids. Well, this is Milan, Milan Patel. Just quickly, uh, mm, sommelier. The sommelier, the water sommelier, it mm. says uh, in this uh, article, I call myself the Willy Wonka <laughs> of natural water. Oh. What? So if you want glamour. <laughs> I mean, Willy Wonka's factory had a chocolate river, so I suppose his just has a river. Yes. What What do you think about the phrase, I call myself? We'll be oh, discussing that in a moment <laughs> on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Just before we go back to uh, our sommelier chap, 319 has texted water shop name 
quote marks, sommelier a rat, <laughs> end, uh. end quote mark, <laughs> and then in brackets, helpfully, they've said, smell a rat. Um, Thank God oh, I think the sign should also have that in brackets. <laughs> just, I think all, just FYI, any stores that are thinking of having a pun-based name, a brackets afterwards would help. Oh, that'd yeah. be good, yeah. Yes, yes. Just to, for 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 the people of uh, from different countries or second yes. language, they can go. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's a witty shop. Exactly. Good. And I think sommelier sommelier a rat. It sounds like it could be an angry ex who's saying yeah. sommelier is a love rat. Perhaps yeah. there's all yeah. sorts of things that could go wrong with that name. Mm-hmm. And it could still just be wine. It could be. Very, very um, good point of yours, yeah. yeah, my new friend. If you walked in, yeah, just just before that musical interlude was pointing out that the uh, the sommelier calls himself the Willy Wonka of natural water. Yes. Oh yeah, I like that. God forbid he should be the mm. Willy Wonka of all water. <laughs> that's what, too high. What do we think? So that's a self-styled nickname. Yeah, yeah. And we've referred to these people before on this show. I know uh, one that Frank Skinner and I like to cite mm. in terms of we think he sits in the self-styled nickname chair is the footballer Paul Ince. Mm. Yeah. Who named himself Al? The governor. Yeah. <laughs> no one else called him the governor, to my knowledge. Perhaps they did. But it was you only ever him. You can't do that. You, yeah. He did. Oh. And, and it turns out he couldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not without us constantly bringing it up. And I say that as the Hugh Fernley witting stall of Saturday radio. <laughs> There's some, have you ever tried to... Have you ever had a self-styled nickname that sort of failed? A failed self-styled nickname? I appreciate this is quite a niche topic, but I would like to know, 8, 12, 15, what was your failed self-created nickname? Me? Are you asking me? No, I'm asking the world at large. Me? The Sven Joran Eriksson of DIY? (laughs) (laughs) I've tried a few, I think. I sort of flirted with a few. I... What were you the Willy Wonka of? Well, it wasn't so much a nickname, but I did something rather embarrassing. I got myself into a little bit of trouble. Okay. I... When I was a child actor, uh, I decided... When you're you know, on a film set and they don't, someone asked me for my autograph and I was so excited. I thought this would continue for years, just the yeah. one time. And I thought I better do a sort of special autograph that feels s- suitably showbiz. And you know what I wrote? Pound Millie. Oh. I thought it was a little flourish, a bit different. Okay. They looked very disappointed. Yes. Mainly because they had no idea who I was. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Good morning, by the way. This is Absolute Radio. You're listening to The Frank Skinner Show. We don't have lovely Frank with us this morning. I want to start calling him the Venerable Skinner. Ooh. What do you think of that? He'd like that. Oh, would he? I think so. Because it would be named after... The Venerable Bede. Mm. If you don't know who that is, what are you doing listening to this show? <laughs> uh, you can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. And I promise Frank will be back very soon. In the meantime, you've got us. Uh, have we heard from our... You've also got our loyal, consistent readers. Yes. 
I'm saying consistent. In that way, I'm hoping I'm putting pressure on them to communicate with us. Have we heard from them this morning? Um, definitely, yes. We've got uh, a lot of options coming in for the uh, for the water sommeliers. Uh, Fancy water shop, the the potential new names for it. One born Evian Minute. <laughs> oh, I like that. Pretty good. <laughs> I like but that, that suggests, I mean, you see where I'm going with this. It suggests that these are suckers, these people going into the store. Mm. Well, no. I think they are, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> but that, that, but. that won't work in Fulham. That's, a, that's, an, that's an East London... Hipsters would sort of go, ha ha, yeah, I am a uh, sucker, yeah, <laughs> it's sort of ironic. And then oh, yes. No, the Fulhamites, the, um, the Fenton owners, mm-hmm. as we call them, <clears throat> is a different yeah. breed. They're more sincere. Yes. So one born Evian minute. Oh, yeah. okay. One born Evian minute is uh, all right. 424 mm-hmm. has taken a slightly more serious turn and has said, elixir of life or waterworks, let's face it, without any, we wouldn't be here. Oh. Oh, oh, bit deep, mate. Bit yeah. deep. Saturday morning. Okay. However, I like Elixir of Life. Uh, you know, because without it, we wouldn't be here. I also like Waterworks because that suggests the prices may make you cry. <laughs> yes. Well, we'll be discussing the prices that. Prices do range from two pounds fifty to, I believe, one hundred and twenty pounds a bottle. Yes. For, okay. For something that is, let me just. Make absolutely clear, free from the okay. tap. <laughs> Next week on How Much with Alan Cochran, <laughs> Alan talks about the cost of parking in his local Argos. <laughs> I'd tune in for the printer ink episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have something to say on that. Oh. Oh, That's going to be bigger than Big Jet TV. Alan Cochran <laughs> on printer ink prices. <laughs> and I've got a neighbour that comes round to borrow our printer. She's, she, Susan comes for printing. This really? sounds like a 70s borderline erotic film. <laughs> you don't mind me saying. Starring Robin Asquith, much, of course. Very much not that. Who would be on a window ledge. If a neighbour called you and asked to borrow the shower, and I want you to be very honest with me, Al, you're an honest fellow, would the price slightly... Cons- would you be worried about the cost no, of the no, water? Be no, oh, totally I honest. Be, I would just be wondering why they weren't going swimming. Yeah. <laughs> in the municipal pool. The, yeah. Can you not use municipal? Like, you just don't make it sound very glamorous. If you were in LA, you wouldn't say that. It just yeah. makes it sound... It implies a degree of being hosed down. I don't like municipal pool. It doesn't sound very glamorous. It doesn't just... I don't like If you have to specify, it, it makes you think, well, why do you specify? <laughs> why, why do you feel the need to specify? Is there a much more fabulous pool... Just yeah, down the road. Exactly. Yeah. We were also discussing uh, self-appointed nicknames. And, oh uh, yes, Paul Ince, the governor, Willy Wonka, as the um, as the Jean-Paul Sartre of comedy. Um, <laughs> You've got quite a few, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I've got loads. Six four five has suggested we had a guy at work who wanted to be known as the dude, even going so far as having his own name badges made up. No, no. We nicknamed him the Dud instead. <laughs> Steve from Cardiff, fine work. Oh, We've... do you know what? Al? I bet he had Homer Simpson socks. Oh, the dude. God, yeah. I bet he did. Devastating. Oh no, sorry, Al. Oh, I do... do you know what? I can really picture the dude now. Yeah. Mm. He doesn't look like a dude. <laughs> in that sense, a capital D. No, I worry for the dude, though. Because, you know, he can't be entirely friendless. I mean, there must be... The good thing about the dude is there are other dudes out there. And you just yeah. need to make sure you spend time with them. Yeah. OK? Yeah, get in touch. I'm one. I'm available. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Pierre, what's been happening in the world 
of the Novellis. Garçon? Garçon? That was a very impressive display of French. I said garçon, you said we. I said we. Yeah, I'm convinced now by the French thing. I'm glad because I think it lends me a great deal more cultural weight. I don't think anyone ever sort of waxes lyrical about South African cuisine or or literature. Maybe sometimes literature. We've got a couple of sneaky Nobel Prize winners, but not... Mm -hmm. A nice one. You appear to be a befriended Liam Gallagher this morning. (laughs) Liam Gallagher (laughs) responding to the fact that J.M. Coetzee, is it? Coetzee. Oh, lovely pronunciation. Mm. Very good. Coetzee? Coetzee, yeah. Okay, lovely. Trips trips people up. Nice one. (laughs) Nice one. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a very funny thing to say to a Nobel Prize winner if they're wearing their gong around their neck. I tell you what it would be. Quick thumbs up. Oh, nice one. A great thing to say if you you won the Nobel Prize. (laughs) Yes, they they award it to you. You get to the stage, you get up there. Cheers, yeah. Doris Lessing, the late Doris Lessing, saying, nice one. (laughs) (laughs) Although she did. Have you ever uh, watched, that'll be on my YouTube algorithm, Al, footage of Doris Lessing receiving, being told that she just won the Nobel Prize for Literature outside her house. told me about this. It's great. <laughs> Isn't she getting into a taxi or She's something? getting out of a black cab. Her <laughs> son, adult son, is with her and he's carrying three artichokes. Brilliant. And these reporters say, Miss Lessing, Miss Lessing, you know, have you heard the news? Said, what news? I haven't got to... How much is that? And she's paying the cab driver. <laughs> You've just been awarded the Nobel Prize for Literature. And she went, Oh, oh, well, I haven't got time. I've, I've got to get in. We've got cooking to do. There's a lot of fuss. I don't know. And <laughs> I love her for that. That's Can great. I say? So, Pierre, I was asking you, what's mm. been happening in the Novelli country? I had, a, I had an interesting experience the other day. I, I attended a first birthday party. Oh. oh yeah. Not my first. I've, I was, I'm moderately more popular than that. But, you uh, see, there are some people who say, and Al, you can tell us what you think of this, but there are some mm-hmm. parents I know who sort of think, oh, it's only the first. They won't yeah. remember. Yeah, there's no point. Mm. Is that what you say? Yeah, I think the, it's, a, it's an unnecessary outlay compared to the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the return that's available. That, that's all from How Much with Alan Cochran this week. <laughs> Save it up and when they're two, they can have like a rollover birthday. That's true. <laughs> uh, so how was the first birthday and whose was it? Um, it was uh, my my friend and uh, excellent comedian Garrett Millerick, his daughter's first birthday. I think I've met him. I, th- pr- I think you On have, the Heath? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you have, yes. I mean, that sounds a bit dodgy. He, we were with other people and it was all above board. <laughs> yeah. Is it fair to say that Pierre Novelli and Gal- Garrett Millerick are two of the biggest names in comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Syllabic titans. That's good. I like that, Al. Um, there was an Elmo cake as well, which was a highlight. Is he still big with that demographic? He is. Elmo's, Elmo is... is Staying with it, staying current, and okay. I enjoyed. There was a sort of Wicker Man aspect okay. to cutting his face into bits and eating it. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. <laughs> but I would have thought, you see, Elmo, his his sort of thing, mm. his shtick, his yes. tickling, which I believe is rather out of favour now. Less tickling now. Oh, what does he do? What's More he nutrition. called? What's he called? What's he called? Oh, nutrition me, Elmo. Nourish me, Elmo. <laughs> do you know I've I've said that to a few people in my time. <laughs> Skinner. Absolute Radio.
We're over at the child's first birthday party with you, Pierre. Yes, and uh, it was a classic... uh, I'm going to say a classic British child's birthday party in the sense that there was the usual spread of sausage rolls, cocktail sausage-style party food. Mm. And I, I must say... Uh, until I moved to the UK as a young boy. Pierre used to previously live on the Isle of Man. Well, and, and in South Africa. And in South Africa. And in South Africa. And but in the, South Africa. The Isle, of, I guess, the Isle of Man is not part of the UK, but I guess culturally it's 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 northern. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Lancastrian. Yeah. Vaguely. Cumbrian. Um, party food, to my mind, was sweet only. Mm. Mm. And I found it quite strange to see a crowd of kids getting very excited over... <laughs> Tiny pies. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, and <laughs> little sausages. <laughs> oh, <laughs> quite odd. <laughs> yes. Savoury children. Yes, yeah, savoury children mm. are odd ones, aren't they? Yeah. yeah because... You were an unsavoury child. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was a very unsavoury child, but you know that, Alan. <laughs> yes, isn't it the, the, the savoury child discuss? Yeah, because why is it a treat? Yeah. To my mind, the fact that it des- dessert is the treat for kids and therefore at a party that's the most sort of exciting thing, but... Uh, so every, every everything else you ever eat is savoury. I mean, I've changed my tune now as an adult. I'm savoury only. I like the savoury child though because they're they're walking their own path, and I I think there's something I can. For example, you may know Pierre that we have an affectionate nickname for Frank, mm. which is uh, and it's not self-styled because we gave it to him. A bit of a git. <laughs> I think one of the readers, Al, one of the readers, call him that. That's right. He was um, Frank was doubting himself because he'd been mean to somebody <laughs> and uh, somebody emailed or texted in and said don't worry it's not a change you've always been a bit of a git <laughs> and he embraced um, it oh, and good. this is why we love the man because he embraced it he thought yeah you know what I'm, I'm not going to take that yeah. I can be a bit of a git um, and I like that about him because you know what he can be a bit of a git <laughs> and that's alright we still love him but I like that in a child. I think that illustrates a bit of a git mentality, which is I'm not uh, going to go with the herd. I'm going to stick with the savoury. But see, I think in the UK, the herd is savoury. Mm. I think that's what oh, I found surprising. All these kids so? thronging, thronging <laughs> tables, groaning <laughs> under the weight of salt and fat-based treats. <laughs> it's very Victorian. The sausage roll, I've never understood the... Oh, I like them. Do you? No, oh, I really do, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, you look like that doesn't surprise you when Alan says that. No. <laughs> Why is have, that? I wouldn't have bet a house on it, but I'd have... Mm. Oh, I, I, really? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the, the one-year-old's party, I've got a couple of questions. Yes, yeah. Here they are. Do they play music, and if so, what sort? Um, uh, there was music, but I, I think it was just sort of general background music. The kids were... were the, the, the kids that were old enough to run around were running around. Mm-hmm. Uh, fairly freely. Um, I mean, when you say they were running a- around, that's sort of that's kind of their gig, really, isn't it? Yes, they yeah. just run around, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. yeah. So like they atoms. don't they don't play actual music, no. Like proper music, because if they did, I would suggest this. Oh, and a gummy bear. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Is it that sort of thing? Well, yeah. no, I think. Well, I mean, I think it would be if they were a bit older, old enough to to go ape to the to the gummy bear song. Okay. But uh, as it was, it was in a sort of function room of a pub. So it was. It was general... in a pub. Yes. A first birthday party in a pub. Get, start them young. Oh, what do you think of that? Oh, you know what I think. 
Nice one, I see. Nice one. <laughs> yeah, nice one. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Have we yeah. heard from the outside world? Uh, yes, we've had various um, titles for the water shop that we were discussing before. Oh, yes, this is um, Fine Liquids. That was the name they decided upon. Yes. Yes, 597, who's a regular, Simon of Sudbury has uh, I love suggested... Simon of Sudbury. Can I just, ex- can we explain to Pierre? He, Pierre, sorry, he is, is he an antiques dealer, Al? I think he might be an art dealer, yeah. Oh, is he an art dealer? Uh, Simon of Sudbury, he's one of our medieval friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's suggested OMG. Uh, <laughs> oh, I like OMG. Oh, and then and then self-criticises immediately. A bit too visual for radio, I guess. But I thought it worked, personally. I think it works. And, and you can I, open the branch in Hull. I know oh. that. Um, <laughs> You're being so hard on yourself, Simon, and you always are. There's no need. It's, it's quite a good comic instinct, though, because it helps with the quality control. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I find... True. Um, um, I mean, there's a few comics on the circuit that should be more critical <laughs> yeah. of their output. I could learn a you lot from Which comics on the circuit should be more critical of their output? I'll tell you on air No, you, you won't. No, you no, won't. won't. All right. I've run, listen, I've run a nice radio show. Um, um, I have a comedian uh, on the road question, actually. Go uh, on. Pierre has just reminded me when he was discussing sausage rolls. Yes. I recently was driving back from a gig. I'm on the comedy circuit, enjoying it. Shout out to all the promoters taking that risk and then sending us money when we've done our 20 minutes jokes. Mm. Yep. Love them. Fair play. Respect mm. them under. I was... Um, I was driving back after one such performance and I stopped at a service station and it was one of those ones with um, with more choice than you would expect. Oh, I hate it had, those ones. It had Greg's oh. and it had Marks and Spencer's. Oh. And I went in the and I didn't really devil on your think shoulder. about it. <laughs> didn't really think about it, but I bought um, a packet with two scotch eggs from the Marks and Spencer's shelves and then I was at the counter buying a cup of tea um, and I said, actually, I'll have, um, I'll have this packet of jam donuts as well. So I bought two scotch eggs and four jam donuts. Didn't eat all of them in the car. I think I had two. But then I got up the next day and I was mentioning it to my wife and children. And they went, you basically bought food that was round with stuff in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like I'm on a round with stuff in it diet. It was insertion food. I'm going to start eating foods based on shape. Like I'll I'll stop at the services and just get like Toblerone and pizza slices or <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> a shaped yeah, exactly. diet. Yeah, exactly. Can I, can I just say, I do like as well that all those items... The scotch egg, the donut, even the cup mm-hmm. of tea. It's very 1970s green room at Parkinson. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, yeah. it's not to have all those things together. Yes. I'm a man of the wrong era. That's you really are. I mean, it's peak <laughs> 1974. Those three items. Scotch eggs. Do you eat a scotch egg, Pierre? I learned to over time. But that <laughs> well, was why a, that, would you learn? There's other things you can learn. Well, that's it. That's the idea. Of that. That's <laughs> why, why I thought we were so mad. A bunch of children absolutely losing it over a boiled egg covered in meat. And you go, you know there's ice cream. <laughs> but I find exactly the disappointing insertion. Who wants to bite into an egg? I don't like them exposed. I certainly don't like them hidden. 
You don't like exposed or hidden eggs? I don't like exposed or hidden eggs. No, that's fair. You that's want them to exist exposed. in a liminal that's what I oh. state. Oh, it's a shop idea is what that is. Cochrane is a fan of Scotch eggs. It turns yeah. out. Yep. And donuts. I like them as a um, I like them as a road snack for uh, driving home because they come in their own little box and even though they're bread crummy and it gets all down your jacket, you can just brush it off when you get to your destination. <laughs> and they're oh, quite thanks proteiny. so much for that tip, Al. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I'd never have thought that. The amount of times I've walked into venues and important functions... Festooned with scotch eggs. With scotch egg dust all over me. And it's not a good look. I like to think of um, my role on the show as the uh, Limpold's (laughs) Wood of Saturday Radio. That's me. Do you know, I don't... I'm actually thinking about this seriously now. Yeah. I don't think I've ever eaten a scotch egg. In your life? How's about that? Even during the pandemic when they were a meal. Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one I had. I mean, I'm afraid the period when they were tr- hashtag trending was somewhat lost on me. Ah. Yeah. 660, uh, Nasher of Bedford has said, Hi, poor, Emily, poor Emily not liking hidden eggs. Her Easter hunt must be traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, point, can you ma- well I mean, made. let's not even discuss Kinder. You oh, should have no. got a Kinder Owl oh, yeah. while you were there. You could have had donuts, scotch eggs. <laughs> what, am I made of money? <laughs> yeah, but you get a freebie. And you would have liked the freebie. I think you might mm. have even gone as far as nice one if you'd seen that freebie. Yeah. I think I've already said it was just a circuit gig, not a corporate. <laughs> OK, OK. Yeah. Cup of tea's an interesting choice on the road. You stick to the well, tea, don't you? It's like, well, then the Beatles get back. It felt I felt a lot of nostalgia for the concept of the tea because they... The sort of food they eat mm. was so retro. They were ordering a cup of tea, orange squash, toast. Yeah. Oh, great. Tea I and mean, toast all the way. I'm, it was quite a Cochrane diet. A Cochrane yeah. on-the-road diet, Cochrane service day. Do you know what? When I stop at, um, when I'm travelling on the motorway, I don't stop at uh, service stations with those internal roundabouts. I'm slightly phobic about them. Oh, in case you <laughs> accidentally go where all the trucks go. I just, yeah, I've done that before. Oh, I've no. ended up oh, in the yeah. truck area. It's yeah, so embarrassing. We've all ended up in the truck area. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. What do you do in the truck area? Because flee. Do you? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I sometimes pull over and I think I'm going to pretend. I mean, I might try and assimilate. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just pretend I meant to do this. Yeah. Mm. Say, so, well, I'm an artisanal trucker. I, I truck less, but I do it with a sort of panache and flair that... I I just find the roundabout system very confusing in those. I don't like yeah. it. I avoid them. I like to know what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 I like to drive in and drive out. I know where I am. Whereas sometimes I've ended up... I mean, I won't even tell you what's happened when I've ended up in those places. I, well, uh, keep it broadcasted. <laughs> in the truck stop area. <laughs> I always find that I'm filled with resentment when I, in a service station late at night and in need of something caffeinated and there's absolutely no way of getting anything caffeinated in the service station, but it's still open in case anyone wants to pick up a stuffed toy with a claw machine. <laughs> oh, you, you see. think, for goodness sake. Yeah, but I, I like, do you know what? I find it oddly reassuring, the presence of the, um, the claw machine. Oh, yes. 
They'll always be. Do you know what? That will. They will survive us. They will outlive us all. The claw machine. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Slightly sombre note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would go so far as to say it was an extraordinary note to end the show on. <laughs> but I like. I feel it's what Frank would have wanted. It's been such a joy to have you with us this morning. Thank you so much. We miss Frank so much, but I promise he will be back with us very soon. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you, Al. Love you. Mean it. Be seeing you. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.